This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. We are joined at this time by Andrew Lukele, who is the chairperson of the National Stockfell Association of South Africa. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Stockfells have existed for many years, sustaining families and communities. What is the role of the Stockfell Association? Yeah, I think it's very important to understand that uh, Stockfells have been in existence for many years, especially under the apartheid era. And stockfells during that time were regarded as being illegal. And we know that stockfells are self-help schemes which help black people to survive during those hard times. So we saw a need to form an association to address the challenges that people were facing at the time. And we managed to create a legal framework which made stockfells legal today. It has been a, a very long road. And in this long road, the stock files now contribute approximately 50 billion rand to the GDP. We are over 100 days into the national lockdown with many consumers facing retrenchments and salary cuts. What impact does this pandemic have on stock files? Look, stock file members are, like everybody else, likely to be exposed to the dangers associated with the virus. So as a result, we encourage stock file members to adhere to the health protocols that have been suggested by the government. However, we understand that stockfills have a very strong uh, social contract. As close-knit unit uh, entities, it's very difficult to isolate them to the extent that they don't exist. So what we have to do is that uh, we encourage members to continue contributing money, even if it means they must do so electronically. In other words, using banks and other financial mechanisms that uh, do not expose them to social contact that can expose them to the virus. Over the course of the lockdown, there have been reports surfacing of of people um, engaging in um, stock fails via WhatsApp, but then um, instances of people stealing the money that is gathered in those WhatsApps, in those WhatsApp groups that are set up. Not to dwell on that too much. I'm just curious from you, as far as the setting up of a stock fell, when, when, when communities or, or members of, of communities gather together to set up a stock fell amongst themselves, what process should be followed to vet the people that they engage in these stock fells with in, in terms of, making sure that they are people of integrity, making sure that the people who will um, honor their end of the arrangement, they will um, contribute. Yeah, I think it's very important to understand that the traditional stock file is a, is a group of people who are drawn from the same neighborhood. They know each other very well. It's either they work together or attend the same church. So what makes a stock file succeed? or basically the, the basic tenet of a stock fell is peer pressure and trust. So that trust is enhanced by drawing people in the same neighborhood. Now, when you form a stock fell, you bring a group of people with the like, with like-minded people and draw the same aims and objectives of your group and determine the rules that will govern your own group determine the number of people you are going to have in your group, 
how much money are going to contribute each and the intervals of doing so, either weekly, nightly, or monthly. Uh, regular meetings are very important in the traditional stock fell. Now, all those uh, characteristics of a stock fell, which has sustained these groupings for many years, are absent when you introduce the so-called WhatsApp stock fells. These are people who are not known to each other. Uh, the invitation is done through friends, and they happen to be masters of uh, group psychology. You know, they have a tendency of displaying a fleshy lifestyle so that they can convince people that this thing works. Now, in many instances, the WhatsApp stock files are nothing but uh, pyramid schemes. They rely on the recruitment of new members and with, new, with few people benefiting on the top is, is, is suspect. And in many instances, people disappear with the money and uh, the promise of high interest within the short space of time uh, smacks of uh, a pyramid scheme is, is not something that is sustainable. Now, the well-known Stockfell contributions are that of burials and events such as weddings and birthdays and graduation ceremonies. What do the investment Stockfells consist of? And did those particular investments come to fruition during this pandemic? Yeah, uh, the trick here is that I think we all know that uh, the government and other organizations are trying to come to the rescue of people who are heavily indebted as a result of the pandemic. So we know about uh, Solidarity Fund and other relief schemes. It is easy for Stockfell members to be taken for for a ride because some of these so-called WhatsApp Stockfells, they pretend to be a relief for members of Stockfells who are facing hardships. So it's very important that uh, from time to time we expose them to uh, what exists on the ground and what is uh, fake news. Now, Mr. Lukele, it's a very common question. Is it mandatory for each Stockfell group to be registered with the NSASA? And since Stockfells involve the handling of monies for different individuals, what is the view of the Financial Services Board with regard to this? Yeah, uh, I think for many years, Stockfells were regarded as uh, illegal because the perception in the past was that Stockfells are competing with the banks. By law, they say a deposit taker must be licensed to collect money from people. That is why all the banks are registered. But we're able to fight this thing by exposing the authorities to the real facts. A stockfell cannot compete against the bank because if they collect money over the weekend, on Monday, the treasurer will take the money to the bank. So how can a stockfell compete against the, the bank if the money will end up in the, in the banking mall? So the legislation was non-existent until the association was formed. Stockfells today are recognized as self-regulation uh, organizations. In other words, they can regulate their own uh, operations as long as people don't lose money because they are taken as consumers of a particular business entity. 
your organization has started engaging banks around increasing functionality to accommodate electronic group contributions. Can you take us through the recent developments of this request, please? Yeah, uh, Stockfeld members are known as people who handle money. That is why you talked about the billions that you mentioned earlier on. Now, the danger is that uh, safety in their operations is very important. Uh, during the festive seasons around December, you'll see a lot of press uh, releases of people having been uh, robbed of their money because when they put money in the bank, they tend to distribute the money in their own houses. And in, in many instances, they carry money in taxis to be distributed there. So for some reason, the information gets uh, to the robbers in, 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 you know, beforehand who just ambush them and take the money. In other instances, people lose their lives because there's no guarantee what, what modus operandi they're going to, to use to take the money. So what we are suggesting is that people have to move with times, uh, look at uh, alternative ways of doing things without taking away the transparency that comes with meetings and all that. When it comes to money, People must have accounts. If possible, money must be deposited in individuals' accounts only to go to the meeting just to discuss whether the books balances or not. Now, the NSASA Stockfell in Dabas took place on a monthly basis before the coronavirus outbreak. Take us through what these monthly events are about and how is the NSASA bringing the same value to its members during the lockdown? Yeah, remember, uh, we have about 800,000 groups in South Africa, which amount to about uh, over 11 million individuals. Stockfeld groups are small clubs, you know, of, of 10, 20 people spread all over the, 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 the country. Uh, the idea of bringing them under an umbrella organization is, is not something that uh, has been there for years. It is the association that encourages them to belong to their own little clubs, but be, be members of the bigger bigger circle in a, in, in the form of a, an association. That helped them to address macro challenges, which range from uh, legislation to other issues where they need to lobby or bargain for their rights. Now you talk about uh, banking. People don't know that uh, before the formation of the association, there was no formal relationship between the banks and the Stockfeld movement. It was through this association that we pioneered a new account in 1988 with a now defunct uh, PEM building society to form the first club account for Stockfells because people were losing money, which was deposited in the name of individuals because they thought stockfills were illegal. They could not take the money and deposit it uh, with the banks and, and, and disclose that this money belongs to a club or a stockfell. So we managed to influence the financial services sector by way of uh, product development, if you want to call it, because the success of that club account heralded interest from other banks to the extent that Every bank today 
have a, a tailor-made product for Stockfiles, which was never there before. Because Stockfiles are social gatherings, for some, it isn't just about uh, making monthly contributions. Others look to look forward to meeting the other members of their Stockfile for emotional support or to catch up or to or to reestablish um, friendships and, re- and, and relationships of that sort. How are you ensuring that the members of your association are adhering to lockdown restrictions while continuing to engage in Stockfelds? Yeah, you, you mentioned the, the press statement that we released in, uh, in, in March. That information was circulated to our members via uh, WhatsApp and SMSs and uh, uh, meetings that they have regularly. The idea is to ensure that uh, they don't infect each other because of the overcrowding in their meetings. The rule is that we should not have over 50 people in, in, in social gatherings. So we ensure that members, if they are forced to meet, they must limit their, their, their meetings to smaller groups so that uh, social distancing is adhered to and uh, all the health protocols are, are taken care of. Like I said earlier, preferably, if possible, let the money not be distributed via personal exchange or transactions. They must put money uh, electronically and, and you know those type of things. And we're trying our best and we hope people are also concerned about their lives. I mean, we can't be policing them. Uh, that's a challenge that country has because it's a new experience and, and people are used to uh, socializing and hugging and all that. So we're doing our bit to spread the word that uh, we need to play along with the health systems that they've been suggested. Now, Mr. Lukele, as you mentioned earlier on, robberies are quite prevalent um, in South Africa, especially during the festive season. How is the NSASA as an organization mitigating the risks of its members being robbed during payout seasons? Yeah, look, it's difficult. Uh, Stockfell members are not immune from accessing help from the law enforcement services. But as we know, South Africa is very stretched when it comes to policing people's activities. So it's not possible to have all the police to look after Stockfell members during the payouts. As I said, you're talking about 800,000 groups with about 11 million individuals. So people can only help themselves by being discreet about their operations. No outsider should know that today there'll be money distributed in a certain Stockfell because this thing is an inside thing. It has nothing to do with outsiders. So I think there are people from the groups which are very careless who divulge all this information to outsiders. Yeah, I think there's a, there's, there's a limit at which you can, you can mitigate this thing because there are so many people and very few policing agencies, you know. In mind of everyone needing to adapt to the quote-unquote new normal, can you please take us through what innovative solutions you and your association are working on in response to how this pandemic is shaping our future? Yeah, we just uh, released a statement inviting members of the public to help us move with the times. 
Remember, Stockfells have been there for many years. Some of the members of Stockfells are old people who are very scared of new ideas, especially technology. So we think the future of Stockfells is, 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 is based on the ability to, to move with the times, uh, to go digital. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a long process, and I think that's the future. Uh, that's a challenge that no one can, can avoid. And that was Mr. Andrew Lukele, chairperson of the National Stockfells Association of South Africa. Thank you so much for joining us here on the COVID report and understanding and helping us understand what Stockfells are about, and more especially in the time of a pandemic. Thank you so much once again. Pleasure. Thank you very much. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. Or streams by www.vafm.co.za.